And uh, like I said, what we got like the most, or what, which one I like the most, so definitely uh, get that cracking for 2014. All right, guys, of course, some good announcements. As usual, send me an email at thebittytalkforyou at gmail.com. That's thebittytalkthenumber4 and the letter U at gmail.com. You go to facebook.com slash thebittytalkforyou. That's facebook.com slash thebittytalkforyou. You can download the show via iTunes. Go to the podcast section. Tap in the search box, thebittytalkthenumber4 and the letter U. And you'll see the show pop up absolutely free. You can download the CPC, your bank, your laptop, and spread the word about the Big Talk for you. Once again, I highly, highly recommend that you uh, go to iTunes and go to the podcast section. I have it myself on my iPod. After the show is over, it automatically downloads. You don't have to worry about manually downloading each show. It automatically happens. Once again, go to iTunes.com slash the Talk for you in the podcast section. You can check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash the Talk for you. Got some videos up there to post it up. You can check it out. That's YouTube.com slash the Big Talk for you. If you want Twitter, you can check me out at Showtime DT for you. That's at Showtime D as in David, T as in Tom, the number four, and the letter U. For the first time listeners out there, welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. I definitely appreciate you guys for being here live at the Big Talk for you. You know, you tuned into the Big Fridays, but uh, we're officially in season three right now the Big Talk for you. But check out season one and season two. Uh, went to the website, www.blogtalkradio.com slash the Big Talk for you. All shows are archived, so you can always go back. You can check out the show at any, any given time, but you can also download the show. If you notice below the visual screen on the left-hand side, you'll see a link that says download. Once again, below the visual screen on the left-hand side, you'll see a link that says download. This is the other easier way for you to download the show on your PC, your Mac, your laptop. Once again, you can spread the word about the being talk for you. And of course, if you'd like to make a donation, go to the website, Debate Talk For You, donations.webs.com. That's Debate Talk For You, donations.webs.com. All right, guys, my special guest, if you're out there, do me a favor, because we have guys who are listening stand and by. Just press the number one for me, and then I'll put you on the switchboard. I'll let me know what you guys are here. Press the number one on your phone or on your Skype. Okay, I see you guys now. There you go. <laughs> going to get this thing started. All right, guys, what I'm going to do, I'm going to open up the chat room, of course. So you guys can interact with each other, or also you can interact with me. Let me know what you think about this particular debate. Uh, the title of this debate, Does the Moon Govern the Sabbath? Once again, the title of this debate, Does the Moon Govern the Sabbath? And, uh, it's been definitely an interesting topic. A lot of people have been uh, talking about this via Facebook, via Twitter, Instagram, uh, sending me emails about this particular topic, Does the Moon Govern the Sabbath? I have two new contenders here in the Lions Den, two new contenders. Uh, you know, basically, I'm looking forward to how the show is going to go now. All right, so let me just uh, introduce my special guest one by one. My first special guest, he's been a member of the group called The Rod of Instruction. Uh, you can check them out on YouTube by typing in the search box, The Rod of Instruction. Also, you can check out the other channel, The Rod of Instruction 315. Once again, that's The Rod of Instruction, and the other channel is The Rod of Instruction 315. Um, uh, the Rock Instruction is made up of five members, Ben Trey, Brother Kev, Sha'ala, and Aaron Clayton. What's going on, guys? Uh, he studies at uh, Syracuse University. He got his liberal arts degree. He's been studying the Bible for about 13 months. Representing Syracuse, New York. This is Sound Mind. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Welcome to the show. So long, too long, King Henry. Yeah, you sound a lot better, brother. I hate you. Mighty clear. Alright, man, so what's going on, man? Anything you want to tell the world before we get this thing started? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to tell the world to get your popcorn ready. 
going to be a lovely debate tonight. It should be real good, real edifying. You know, so just get your pens and pads ready. Get your iPhones out, your Android, whatever you take notes on. If you're in the car, you know, take no notes. <laughs> but if everybody else is sitting down listening, hope you have a good show. And um, thanks for inviting me. That's why I appreciate you being here live with me talking to you. And my next special guest, uh, representing Detroit, Michigan, he's proclaimed to be uh, uh, African Hebrew Israelite, uh, studying for a numerous amount of years. Uh, he's a former Pentecostal minister and a gospel musician. Uh, you check him out on Facebook. Uh, he's currently taking finals in college, but still, he made the time out to come on debate to talk for you to debate this topic. And I really appreciate my brother. This is. Yeah, shop, then, yes, we are. What's going on, brother? I appreciate you, man. What's going on? Shalom, shalom. How you doing? I everything all right. Yeah, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I just want to say peace to the family. I had a hard time getting on, you know, but uh, now that I'm here, you know, we can get this thing cracking. That's right. That's right. Anything else you want to let the world know before we get this thing started? Uh, uh the world, the world, the world. I'll let the world know what they need to know once they get started. That's what needs uh, to be known. <laughs> there we go, there we go. We're going to get a crack in a few minutes, my brother. Definitely appreciate you being here on Debate Talk for you. Uh, for the first time, this is, of course, we're going to go to debate format, so you guys can know how this particular debate is going to go down. You know, check out the format. So here we go. Uh, of course, we're going to start off with the uh, opening statement. That's going to be about 15 minutes each. Once we get to the two-minute mark, you're going to hear this sound. That means there's two minutes left of your time. And uh, once we get to the time is totally up, you're going to hear this sound. That means your time is up. After the opening statement, we're going to have a rebuttal. That's going to be ten minutes each. And after the rebuttal, we're going to have the cross-examination. That's going to be ten minutes each. Now, each person has prepared several questions to ask one another. Give your opponent ample time to answer questions. However, if the person asking questions is not satisfied with the answer, give a minute reply, then move on to the next question. The person on the receiving side may ask questions. Please save your questions for your course examination time. No foul language is permitted on debate talk for you. That's an automatic disqualification. Please refrain from excess name calling as well. That's another grounds for uh, disqualification. You keep things professional here at debate talk for you. Of course, I'm going to do my best to moderate the situation with nobody, make sure nobody's speaking over one another. And please be one person at a time so myself and the listening audience can gain full understanding. I repeat, please speak one person at a time so myself and the listening audience can gain full understanding. After the question examination, we're going to have a five-minute intermission break. After the intermission, we're going to have a second rebuttal. That's going to be seven minutes each. And after the second rebuttal, you know that's my favorite part of the show, the public Q&A, where you, the listening audience, will call in with your questions and your comments. I'll dial in the number 646-716-7320. That's 646-716-7320. Just in case you guys didn't know, you can also call it via Skype. If you have an issue via phone, you can use the same number, 646-716-7320. Once you call in, you got to press the number 1, and I'll add you to the conversation. Of course, I'm going to ask my listening audience, please show respect to my special guest, as well as special guests, show respect to the listening audience. Of course, no female language permitted. Uh, by the uh, listening audience as well. That's going to be an automatic disqualification for the people that's out there in the listening audience. So please keep it clean. And of course, keep your comments brief to the high level of callers. And uh, we're going to get this thing started. And after that's going to be the final statement. That's going to be seven minutes each. All right. Well, being that I spoke to uh, both brothers, 
uh, whether Yasha is going to actually go first with this particular debate. Once again, we get this timer ready. And uh, once again, definitely feel free to call in with your questions. If you know you're going to have a question, you can actually call in right now. If you know you're going to definitely have a question, and secure your spot. Once you press number one, I'm going to go down in order and receive your questions later on. So if you know you're going to have a question, you can definitely press number one. And I'll get when it gets to the public Q&A, I'll definitely go down in order and get your questions in a proper manner. All right, guys. So let me uh, get this radio check. Hold on for one second. All right, I have a question for you before. Yes, I have a question for you before we get started. You say that two 15-minute uh, uh, sessions, am I correct? Yep, two 15 minutes, yep. All right, all right, we'll be ready to roll. All right, you got 15 minutes, brother. Go ahead. Uh, I like to go to the book of Isaiah, the 14th chapter and the 7th verse. Uh, no, the 14th chapter and the 12th verse, excuse me. And I'll be reading from the King James Version, and I'll be reading from the Hebrew Tanakh, or uh, the Torah. And I'll be reading and translating from Hebrew, and I will also be, I'll be using both uh, the English and the Hebrew language and multiple sources around me to, uh, 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 to be my proof. Okay, when I go to Isaiah, the 13th chapter, starting at verse 12, it reads, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend unto heaven, and I will, I will exalt my throne above the throne of God, above the stars of God, excuse me. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the tides of the north. Now, in comparison to the Hebrew uh, scripture here, right here in the part where it says that uh, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation, in Hebrew that reads, Wa'atab ha, Wa'atab ba'ha mo'ad. The word mo'ad there is key there. See, we see and learn here that this word Moad is in which translation? I mean, it, 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 the word Moad in Hebrew actually means the appoint, uh, to be appointed. You know, in a, 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 an appointed time or a time to be fixed. It does not mean congregation. The congregation is only as a, a result of the fixed time. In the Strong's Concordance, uh, number 4150, we have the word Moad, which comes from a primitive root called Yawad. This word uh, 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 means by agreement or by appointment, by implication, keyword by implication, to meet or assemble or to agree, to, uh, to make an appointment. Uh, an appointed time, a set time, an appointment, an example of fixed time or season. As we can see here, continually throughout this definition, this definition has something to do with time as opposed to the gathering of a people. So we see right here that this term congregation is a mistranslation from the Hebrew word here that we call Moadim or Moad, which actually means to be appointed. So what we find here is that Satan has uh, uh, created a system where he actually wants to be over the most high God. And what he's doing, he's dealing with 
the appointed time here. The Most High. See, Satan wants to be heard with the Most High here. So we go to Genesis, go to Genesis, the first chapter. So Hebrew, I'll be reading from the Tanakh here, from this particular uh, uh, passage here. Uh, in the Tanakh, the first chapter, in the... Uh, 
I'll get to it. I'm going to it in my particular film. I'm taking the King Daniel version here.
And once again, thank you for listening to all this, for listening in. All right. So the topic of the debate tonight is does the moon govern the sun? And according to my understanding of the scriptures, the moon does not govern the sun. That's my thing. I believe that the Sabbath is every seventh day of the week, according to Yahuwah's calendar. And for the Gregorian calendar, which we are under right now, which will be called Saturday, is also Yahuwah's Sabbath. Because Yahuwah's Sabbath was set up from creation. Yahuwah created the Sabbath for us, as his only begotten son, Yahusha said, the Sabbath was made for you not you the Sabbath. So, with that being said, I want to go to the book of Genesis. I want to go to the book of Genesis, and I want to go to chapter 1. I want to go to Genesis, chapter 1, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for times, and for seasons, and for days, and years. So, as you can see, the light in the, in the heaven is how we save our time. All right? Verse 13. And let them be for light to the firmament of heaven to be divided upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. So as you can see, once again, the stars, the heavens, stars, sun, and the moon, was all created. Verse 18. Let's get to verse 18. To rule over the day and to rule over the light, night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good, verse 19. In the evening and the morning was the fourth day. So, as we can see, the fourth day, God created the moon, the sun, and the stars. Not the death. Once again, Genesis 1 19. In the evening and the morning was the fourth day. Not the evening and the morning was the Sabbath day. God didn't create the Sabbath yet. He didn't rest yet. But he created the moon, he created the sun, and he created the stars. All in the fourth day. So right here, this is the fourth day of the week. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Let's see when Yahuwah created the Sabbath. We're going to start at verse 1. Genesis chapter 2 and 1. Thus the heavens and the earth are finished, and all the hosts of them. And the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he had rested the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. But as you can see, in Genesis chapter 1, in Genesis chapter 1, he made the light, the sun, the moon, all on the fourth day. He didn't rest on the fourth day. I repeat, he did not rest. Again, he did not create the Sabbath on the fourth day. The moon was created on the fourth day. Of course, the lunar Sabbatarians, they believe that the moon governs the Sabbath. Well, according to Genesis chapter 1, the moon does not go to Because since during the Sabbath, Yahuwah would have rested on the fourth day. Yahuwah did not rest on the fourth day. He continued creation for two more days. The fifth day and the sixth day. He continued work. He didn't stop work on the fourth day. He didn't stop after he made the moon. He didn't rest. He didn't say the fourth day would be the Sabbath. But again, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he had rested from all his work which he had made. So right here, Yahuwah is giving us a sign. He has given us a count. He has given us his Sabbath. The seventh day after he has finished all his work. 
not the fourth day, not the third day, not the fifth day, but the seventh day, he rested and he sanctified it and set it apart. So according to the Lord's Sabbatarian, God not doing something right. Because according to them, after the moon, you work six days and then you rest the seventh day. That will put you on the eleventh day. The eleventh day of the month so far. But God didn't rest on the eleventh day of the month, and he didn't stop to rest on the fourth day of the month. He continued to work the fourth day and rested the seventh day. That is the foundation of which creation is established. Seven days. And the seventh day was rest. Now, let's go to let's go to Exodus. Exodus chapter twenty. Concordance and give the definition for the word moon. 
And uh, an astrology coordinate, the definition, the word of moon, is Hebrew, in Hebrew, 3394. Pronunciation, Yarich. And the same as 
established from creation to seven day a week. Alright? Let's go to Leviticus 22. We're going to be in here a lot today, folks, so be prepared. But it's coming. Leviticus 22. We're going to deal with these appointed times that moon Sagittarians stayed at the moon level. Alright, Leviticus 20 and 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which he shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feet. Alright? Verse 3. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, and holy convocation, he shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord, and not his brother. But as you can see, he names the Sabbath first. He never says it's uh, a feast day. It's a weekly Sabbath. And, alright, let's go to verse 23, let's go to 4, verse 4. These are the feasts of the Lord. So after verse 22, where he says, six days shall not work, and I'll do all that labor, then he gives the Sabbath. In verse 4, the separation is right here. These are the feasts of the Lord. The Sabbath was already named. Now he's going into the feasting from verse 4. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In their what? The seasons. That word season is. The Hebrew word Moab. Brother is absolutely correct. The moon is for some appointed time. Some of those appointed times are the feasts. And the high holy days of the new moon, or the new moon day, as our Hebrew forefathers used to uh, rest upon and used to observe. So the moon does appoint some things, but the weekly Sabbath, it does not appoint. Thank you. All right, once again, you're now locked in to the Big Talk Radio. The title of the show, Does the Moon Govern the Sabbath? Does the Moon Govern the Sabbath? The number is 646-716-7320. That's 646-716-7320. I see people already pressing that number one. That's good. The security is spot. So when you get to the public Q&A, they can ask any questions in order. Once again, if you know you're going to have a question, make sure you press number one. Because we have a lot of people that's uh, pressing number one right now. So you want to secure your spot to be heard. Live on the video talk for you. Press that number one. And I'll definitely go down in order and take your questions. All right. So right about now, we have a, a rebuttal part of this debate. That's going to be ten minutes each. We're going to go back to Yashia and Israel. Let me uh, open up the phone line. Let me set up the timer, and you can go ahead, brother. And the brother is talking in circles. He is saying that the moon don't appoint uh, 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 the time. Then he says the moon do appoint the time. Then he says he he says seven. Uh, seven uh, the word established is seven. Then he when he went to the dictionary. Uh, dictionary
evaluation before we for our time. Now, what's key here is that the, the book specifically says that the rule has laws. We see that in a town, the one I said, that it specifically says in Hebrew to allow the rule or to take charge or to have charge of the rule to govern the Sabbath. It is clear that the Hebrew came, the English came from the Hebrew and not the other way around. So the Hebrew take precedence here. Now, when, when, when we talk about the, uh, the laws of the moon, or the fairness of the moon, the laws, the governance of the moon, did you not know that every quarter moon, the very seed, ocean, and it's called a tide, a tide, and this tide causes all the waters around the world to be at rest, according to the scriptures. See, the scriptures will tell you, the scripture will tell you about the signs, the scriptures there, ah, he said the signs that are in the heavens, the signs that are governed by the law. One would say that the book does not say that, but your English book, which is very mistranslated, does not say that. So Hebrew book does. And if you are a Hebrew, you should go by what the original Hebrew book says. You know, the brother says things like, uh, 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 Shabbat went seven and it did not. In fact, the, the scripture basically right here in the book of Jeremiah told us that when we stop allowing the moon, laws, and ordinances, you know, to take, and we stop taking charge of them, then when we see it to be a nation, did you not know that the same Hebrew word for captivity is the same word for Shabbat? Why is that? Because when we fail to keep the true Shabbat, we immediately fell off into captivity because any nation of people that governs the time simply governs the world, governs the people. But the Lord knew exactly what he was doing. He told us to look into the heavens because those were the signs, the act. That's what it says in the Hebrew, the signs. You know, he said that they, they, they exist in Hebrew, it says that they are They exist in the heavens for signs to let you know who and what governs the day and the night. What governs the time and the twisting. The twisting of what? The twisting of the earth around the moon. The return of what? The year. The return from around the time. This is the oldest system of time that has been recorded. You have in the oldest Jewish encyclopedia, you have these people specifically stating that the moon covers the original Sabbath. And it was by the hands of uh, uh, the Roman Catholic Saint Gregory who changed it. See, well, what you got to understand is that your Sabbath is only the seventh day according to the Roman system of time, which is a planetary system of time that has never been in line with the moon, sun, and the stars. It's been revolved around Saturn, which is Baal, which is Satan worship. Did you not know that 
in the third part, the red hot Sabbath cannot be the same bitter Sabbath as well. I'm done. Once again, you're locked into the Beatopia Radio to have a little this debate. Does the moon govern the Sabbath? Does the moon govern the Sabbath? You know the number, 646-716-7320. My special guest is Salmine and Yasha Ben Israel. All right, right now, we're going to go to Salmine with his rebuttal. That's going to be 10 minutes. We open up his phone line. Let me set up the timer, and you can go ahead, brother. Okay, thank you again. Tip for all of the listening audience, here's a tip for your room to come on debate talk to you. Please use all allowed minutes that you have to defend your standpoint. Because if you don't, it will only hurt you in the end. Again, tip for to come on debate talk to you. Please use all the time allowed to get your point across. So, in this rebuttal, we're going to build a couple things the brother said. The brother said, the moon is the sun. I don't disagree with that. The moon is for a time. The moon dictates the month. That's how we know when the new month is. That's how we know when to keep our feast days by the moon. I don't disagree with that. He went to the Hebrew word off, 8226, if I'm not mistaken, sign. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4 and 15, please. Again, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 15. Now, I don't know if the brother knew this, but the word sign and mark is synonymous. Don't believe me? Let's find out. This is Genesis 4 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, who were slaves came, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Let's see what that word mark is in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, and verse 15. Again. That word, mark, is, bear with me, I'm on my insoles. Here we go. That word, mark, in the Hebrew, is mark. Probably from 8225, in the sense of preparing a signal, as a flag, a beacon, a monument, fountain, prodigy, evidence. Mark, miracle, anytime, token. God put an ark on king. Ark is synonymous with sign. It can be used as sign as well. The, the Hebrew word is a 226, as the brother said. It's right, it's a sign. But that's the Hebrew word, the sign. King had a sign. King had a mark. Brothers and sisters, the moon does not govern the weekly. Seven. Once again, the moon does not govern the weekly seven. Cain had a sign, the moon is a sign as well. Now, the brother went to the Jewish encyclopedia and said, one of the oldest Jewish encyclopedias say that the Roman Catholic Church changed seven. Well, I'm not praising this capitalistic system or none of the colleges within it, but the college I go to, the Syracuse University, we are not allowed to cite sources without giving dates in references to those sources. Now, if the brother would like to give us a date for that oldest Jewish encyclopedia with that with that uh, passage in it, I would like for him to do so, because he said he's a college student as well. But the Jewish encyclopedia that I've read upon, read upon and actually seen that same thing was from the 1700s. 
That's not that old, brothers and sisters. In 1700, the Jews would keep a Sabbath way before 1700. And there's tons of historical references, tons of sources that claim this as well. Now, he is right. The Roman Catholic Church is tied to Swiss Seven. They did. And you can find this in the, um, one second. And you can find this in, uh, in the book of Constantine and the Council of Nicaea in 321 A.D., changed the Sabbath to Sunday. The Jews were keeping what we probably know as Saturday, which was the seventh-day Sabbath. Because we know that the Roman Catholic Church worshipped the sun in the venereal day of worship was the first day of the week, Sunday. They had a job for every day of the week and, uh, in, their pagan, in their pagan worship. But just because man perverted the seventh day does not mean it takes away God's seventh day. Creation was first. Nothing predates creation, brothers and sisters. The seventh day of the week is the Sabbath. Okay? Now, in 321 A.D., way before the 1700s, Constantine tried to change the Sabbath to Sunday. We the Jews will keep the Saturday. to try to integrate the churches because the pagans and the Jews was not getting along. So, he, he, he tried to switch the day and put one, he made the government make one day of rest for everybody, which was Sunday. But that didn't stop the Jews from keeping their seventh day Sabbath as the Romans would say Saturday. You know, man perverts a lot of things, brothers and sisters, don't get it wrong. I'm not saying up for the Roman Catholic Church, I'm not saying what they did was correct. I'm not saying what they did was right. But they did it anyway. There's, no, there's nothing we can do about it. It doesn't change the fact that the Most High set up his seven-day weekly cycle from creation, from the beginning. Nothing predates that. Nothing predates creation. Again, nothing predates creation. The seventh day of the week is the Sabbath. All right? So I dealt with that in Scorch Encyclopedia nonsense. Uh, though I dealt with that all. I dealt with that Saturday. All right. Now, let's, uh, let's go to... Let me get my notes here. Let's go to Leviticus. Let's go to Leviticus 23 again. We're going back to Leviticus 23, ladies and gentlemen. I told you we're going to be in here a lot today. This is, this is key to, to knowing the most high status and knowing the most high holy days and feast days and things of that nature. Because as he says, the moon is a sign for these things. And I don't disagree with that. I agree 100%. The moon is a sign. And the moon does appoint some status. Not the weekly one, though. Again, the moon appoints some Sabbath, not the weekly Sabbath. For example, in verse 5 of Leviticus 23 and 5, in the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover, and on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread. The Lord, for seven days, shall eat unleavened bread. In the first day, he shall have a holy convocation, and he shall be no for our work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days, and the seven days of the holy conversation ye shall be no serve all words therein. So as you can see, on these uh, feast days of the most high, set up the Passover, fourteen days, to do no no serve our work. Now, 
Let's go to verse 17. Let's go verse, no, let's go verse 15. And ye shall come unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath. From the day that ye brought the sheep of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, ye shall number fifty days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. Ye shall bring out your habitation two ways or two tenths that ye shall be a nine flowers that shall be taken with the leaven to the other. So, this is the Pesach count, the Pesach of the Pentecost count, fifty days. Then seven times seven is forty-nine. After the day, which is the one, that's your one. So you got one plus 49 equals 50. Here's your stop count right there. 50 days after, uh, after the uh, Sabbath. So, from the lunar Sabbath period understanding, the Sabbath is from the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th day of the month. How did they get that count? I have no idea. But sometimes the doctrines that be out here, there's no, there's no explanation for them. It's just off the wall. But as we can see, first let's start off with the count. 8, 15, 22, 29, in seven days, I had no disagreement with this. But once you get to the 29, you gotta go back to the 8. So if you were to count 30 days in a month, let's just say 30 days in this moon cycle, there's the 29th day, there's the 30th day, you have the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and eighth. That's nine days. Nine days until your next Sabbath. You're missing a Sabbath somewhere there. Either you're missing a Sabbath, or you're not supposed to be keeping the Sabbath on the eighth, the fifteenth, the twenty-ninth, the eighth, fifteenth, twenty-second, and twenty-ninth day. When the other can, I would like for him to uh, tell us his Pesach count, his city count, because for some reason, it's not lined up with the scriptures when you keep the Sabbath based off the moon and not seven days cycle that the most high established from creation. Thank you. All right. The number is 646 716 That's 646-716-7220. For what you would like to join us to the show, welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the show. The title of the show is The Moon Governed the Sabbath. Does the moon govern the Sabbath? My special guest is Shalomine and Yasha ben Israel. All right, right now the cross-examination part of this debate. Now, this was a particular part of this debate. Each opponent has prepared questions to ask one another. Of course, um, I ask my special guest to give your opponent ample time to answer the question. However, if you're not satisfied, give them a reply, and then we'll move on to the next question. And please speak one person at a time so the listening audience and myself can gain full understanding. All right, so let's start off this cross-examination with uh, Brother Yasha asking questions to sound mine. We're going to open up the phone lines, and Yasha, you can tell which question, brother. Uh, truly, I don't have no questions there, brother, because to ask questions signifies that I'm not certain. You know, I have no questions for them. All right. All right, well, sound mine. Want to ask questions to the brother? We can move on. Oh, of course. Of course, guys, you got it. You got it. Oh, you can't? Okay. All right. Brother Yasha, can you please explain your Pesach count for me and the listening audience? Can you explain what? The Pesach count, your Pentecost count, your 50-day count. 
from uh, it is the same as yours, you know, because actually, see, yours, your count goes by the Jewish count, which goes by the Jewish calendar, which goes by the Jewish moon. See, so by going by the Jewish moon, all of your peak days fall in line with the moon. Every one of them I keep. It is your season, it is Sabbath, that is the only one, that is your Sabbath indeed, that is the only thing that is out of tune with the moon. You ask me, how could, where do I get my Sabbath being on the eighth day of the moon, not month, because the month is a European concept. The red month did not exist. For the red month is actually the red month itself is word of moon. When we go back to the laws and the ordinances of the land, everything is in a cycle of a 28, 29-day cycle of the land. Even the woman's menstrual cycle, which is determined by those same ways and wells of the, of the waters that Jeremiah talked about, those same waters, the gravitational current on the moon, controls the woman's menstrual. That's why the cycle is called the menstrual cycle pertaining to the moon. That's not hard, but are you willing to explain your 50-day count to the listening audience? I just explained it to you. It is the same as yours. It's the same as you explained it. What more do you want to me? You want to move on. You want to move on. You want to move on. It's different than the 50-day count. What's different is the Sabbath. Hold on, Yasha. Hold on, Yasha. I'm about to say we'll go to the next question. I want to go to the next question. All right, so that, that's not fine. Okay, thank you. Well, just for the record, the brother did not want to do his to stop count for the listening audience, but that's fine. I can't listen to you, Aki. Okay, move on, we can move on, move on. I'm getting to my next question, trust me. You can let it lie. I'm getting to you. This is the same as you. You know what I'm saying, Gary? I asked my question. You said you're not running. I'm not running. Yeah, I don't want to ask questions, actually. I'm going to move on to the next question. Yes, I'm going to the next question. All right, so can you um, show us in the scriptures where the Mordecai said you shall keep the Sabbath from moon six days after the moon? Can you show us anywhere in scriptures where it reads you should keep the Sabbath six days after the moon? Six days after the moon. Yes. Okay. Okay. Six days after the moon. Okay. If the new moon would be day one, six days after the new moon, what day would that fall on? Would that fall on the eighth day? No, that's all right. Yeah, okay. It, it, I, I, I'm not going to ask you no question. I'll tell you. Six days after the new moon would fall on the eighth day, according to Hebrew cosmology, I think. You said it because you said it in the eighth to fifteenth, and I'll show you a scripture. Let's go to uh, Leviticus 23, 39. It says, on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. Then we go to Exodus 16, where it must be understood that you won't find no man in the scripture prior to Exodus 16 keeping the Sabbath. Moses was the first man that the Lord God gave the Sabbath to, and we gave him the Sabbath on the 15th day of the moon. Or the month. Because even you said the Hebrew moon and month is the same. You see? Okay. So on the 15th day of the moon, all of this, let me give it to you. On the 15th day of the moon, there's no matter if for six days shall you gather the matter. That's six days. On the seventh day you shall rest. Seven 